0: Imagine yourself, emerged in a beautiful sunset of warm colors, sitting in softness, breathing. How was your day?
1: We're truly grateful to spend the evening with you in this space of compassion, gratitude and cozy conversations. We're Silen Sissel, and this is After Sunset.
0: Hello and welcome to After Sunset. <laughs> we were just having a conversation about how we despise the meta world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a very funny way to start the
1: episode, <laughs> No, yeah, that's funny. We have a lot of very interesting conversations always. And um, one of them is how much we hate the meta world.
0: Yeah. But that's not what this episode is about. It's not. But kind of, because I can always trace things together. And I would say that the way that this could kind of be connected to the meta world is that one of the things that I don't appreciate this Mm -hmm. whole meta situation is because I feel stressed and sad about the fact that we come, we, we go further and further away from the relationship to our physical body and to actually feeling how we are because we our consciousness will be so like focused on things that's outside of our body Mm -hmm. and I think that's very dangerous yes exactly so today's episode is about
1: our relationship to our body our body like I mean in the more traditional way people always you know title something like this as like body confidence or improving your image or relationship to your body image or something like that but this is not your typical how to love yourself in your body podcast <laughs> like what did you expect guys this is after sunset so
0: let's just dive deep into it before we jump headfirst into today's wholesome episode we'll take a moment to introduce today's sponsor organic basics If you're anything like us and you've been looking for an all-around conscious
1: and comfortable underwear brand, then we're so pleased to tell you that your search is over. Organic
0: Basics is a Danish eco-conscious underwear, activewear and essentials clothing brand founded in 2015 with a clear mission, to be pioneers within sustainable fashion. By working with ethical and certified manufacturers, as well as only sourcing grade A and B materials, they're able to bring you the highest quality of low carbon emission styles. Sile and I have both gotten our hands on the organic
1: cotton underwear sets as well as their activewear. And not only is it incredibly flattering, it's
0: with certainty the most comfortable my body has ever been. Sile, do you agree? Absolutely. One thing is for sure, I am going back and getting this set in every color. By doing so, you're actually supporting several different organizations, all
1: fighting for a greener tomorrow. Organic Basics is part of 1% for the planet, meaning that each year they donate 1% of their sales to several green causes. I love that
0: I can trust where my money lands. Apart from focusing on doing better for the planet, Organic Basics is also valuing being a body positive and inclusive brand. They're committed to inclusivity in their models and size ranges and they promise you that you'll never ever see a picture of an edited body on their website simply because they believe that you deserve to find comfort in your own body. Organic Basics is an all-around
1: safe and conscious choice for the softest most flattering pieces. We absolutely love our own items and we would love for you to try them out as well. You can use the discount code AFTERSUNSET10 at checkout for 10% off your order. Now, let's go into today's episode. I think, like, when when we talk about body image and confidence and all of these things, we have all been, like, thrown the love yourself and body positivity movement in our faces. I mean, we're all aware of it. We all know that it exists, and we all know that we should love ourselves, yes, but I feel like, literally, if you just type on youtube or instagram or podcasts like how do i like how to be more confident in my body how to love my body more you have these extreme surface level information coming up all the time where i mean i'm sure that you too have been told a million times to sit in front of the mirror and look at yourself and say i love myself and okay well we still and i both believe in affirmations but that is just, it's just so bland. And I don't think that that's where the true transformation in your relationship to yourself happens. Mm. You have
0: to mix it with something else, like anything else, like it needs the thought and it needs the, the intention, but then without action, it's nothing. It, it, it needs action to grow and it needs something tangible to grow because... Yeah. As I told you earlier, Cecil, I heard a very nice quote the other day with a guy who said, um, while you pray, move your feet. And I really like that because if we sit around and we just pray for a better world and, you know, think and repeat affirmations, then surprisingly nothing is probably going to change. Maybe it will, but maybe it's going to take like 2,000 years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's going to change in another way that we we're intending and we can pray and use these affirmations and use these tools but pairing them with actions I think that they can actually make a change yeah and that's what we need exactly we need actions
1: and I think we also need a deeper understanding of our body because we are just thinking about the body in such a different way in what it's actually intended for us, mm. you know? Um, before we get into all of that, I also want to, like, give a, give a different example of this whole, like, you know, movement of body positivity and such. And a lot of people have started to talk about how, like, all of these things are starting to become quite toxic if it gets out of hand. And, um, and I want to, like, talk about a scene that I have uh, saw... A scene that I've seen... Oh my god, that is English. (laughs) A scene that I've seen (laughs) um, from the show Euphoria on HBO. And I have not seen that show. I would love to see it, but I don't have HBO. And you can't get it here in Korea, apparently. So, but this is like a clip that I saw online. And like, please do correct me if I am like taking... If it was taken out of, you know... um, Context. Context, yeah, exactly but it was basically this girl like running down the hallway and like being frustrated and crying where everyone around her was like saying like love yourself love yourself like just fucking love yourself and she was just so overwhelmed by all of these people all around her telling her to love herself while she obviously fucking did not love herself and being told that you should just do this and you should just love yourself and we should just and look at your body, look at everything it does for you, can be so overwhelming and so provoking if you don't feel that way. And I think that it's almost come to a point where it's like it's seen as something it's ex- like very bad and like to not feel comfortable in your body. And of course it's not a good thing to be, but I've just I don't know if you follow where I'm going with this, like It's just been taken to such an extent where we're completely missing. We're completely missing all of the middle steps between going from not feeling good in your body to feeling good in your body.
0: I think, I mean, if this is not what you mean, then let me know. But Mm. what I'm hearing you say is that as anything in this world right now, and it's been like that for a while, but especially right now with social media and everything... Um, we are very, very trend-based. And right now, the love yourself movement is also a trend. And it can be hard to... um, Like, you want to be a part of that trend and you, God forbid, you go out to the world and you look like someone who doesn't love your body because everyone else is, like, preaching love your body right now. And if you don't feel like that, then it can... it can become really superficial if it's, like, this trend and this hat you have to wear. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, nothing has changed. And you sit at home and you're like, oh, my God, I, like, I wear this T-shirt, t-shirt with Love My Body. And I listen to these podcasts, but nothing has changed. And mm-hmm. I don't really love my body. Like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. And I think a lot of these, especially in social media, they make it seem like it's just, like, oh, it's just something you have to choose. It's just a decision. Or just do it. Yeah. And for some of us, it's just not like that. And, you know, we are all different and we all have different stories and the relationships to our body. Like, we don't have to have, like, a bad relationship to our body to have to learn how to fully love and accept it. Because Mm -hmm. also, surprisingly, we grow up in a world that absolutely gives us no freaking information on, what our body is, what it's capable of, yeah. and why it's important. So it's something we have to invent. Mm. So, yeah, exactly. And we grow up being like told
1: by our parents, "Oh, you beautiful little girl. Oh, you strong little boy." Or all of this. So we've been like taught that all that our bodies is is an aesthetic, and it, it like for women it's an aesthetic for men it's it's something that has a function like a physical function right and that is very like to the basics of what we have been taught of course there's many layers to it but there we just want to like start this out by saying there's no question why we are feeling disconnected but that's why we're having this podcast Mm -hmm. and that's why we're choosing to talk about this topic so that we can feel more connected to our body this episode is not so much about how to love um love your thighs or your belly but it's more about how to strengthen your relationship to your body and your understanding of your body and with that sort of understanding and relationship to your body then acceptance of how it looks and love towards that I promise you it's going to come automatically so yeah I think before we like fully start with everything we have to say um as Literally anything that we ever talk about, Sile and I have extremely difficult... Ex- difficult. <laughs> <laughs> extremely <laughs> extreme difficult, extremely different relationship to the topic. Because we have been through different things. So Sile... Maybe I should tell my story first, because I think most people can relate with that. And then we can hear like how your relationship mm-hmm. is with your body and has been in the history-wise. Um, so I grew up in my early days being the kind of person who grew tall and was super skinny first, but then the second that I hit puberty, I started looking like a woman really fast. And when you're a young teenager and you start to look like a woman, that was not very comfortable for me because obviously I was being told that, you know, the female aesthetic is to not look like a woman it's to look like a teenager right and out of that i developed and trigger warning right now guys just jump a couple of minutes ahead and then we you will have to skip that part we won't come back to this conversation but i developed an eating disorder and for many years i had bulimia so i was not in a comfortable space with food and my body it was horrible and um, other than that, like, my life was fine. Like, I was happy. It was just when it come to my body and my food relationship, very bad. And that first stopped mm, four years ago. So that went on for quite a while. And, like, all throughout that time, I have struggled with my body image. And didn't like how I looked. I always wanted to lose weight. I went excessively to the gym. I, like, was hiding certain parts of, part of my body that I didn't like. Um, but obviously, like, that has changed so much. I mean, like, when you just say it like that, like, I'm probably the most unfit I've ever been in my life. And I'm the most happy and confident in my body. Like, I did a complete 180. And, um, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So that's, like, a very quick recap of my history with my body.
0: Sila, what about you? You know, there's so many things like so many places to start as well but I'm just gonna try to make it cool like quick as well but I I think I've told this story actually maybe on one of the first podcasts ever we did but my kind of first memory of being aware that there was something called a relationship to our body that could be either good or bad was a memory where I was very very young in like I don't know don't remember the great but like very very young and in school and in gym class and i was just doing my thing and like changing my clothes and then i just overheard one of the other girls like this disrespecting her own body saying like oh like oh i'm so something something and i just remember feeling so shocked at the fact that she could even like have an opinion about that like i was like shocked because I had no idea that you there was like a way to look at your body. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time uh, when I realized that you had a choice um, on how to view your body. And I, I actually got so shocked in that situation that I just looked at myself. And I promised that I would never, ever, ever speak like that to my body. Because I thought that was just so sad. And then I, from that moment, actively really was aware of how i spoke to myself in my mind but i was very young like i don't know i'm not very good with age but probably like maybe like around 12 years old or something maybe even younger i have no idea (laughs) um but then i actually throughout my whole life always had a pretty like i always loved my body and i have always had a really 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 comfortable relationship with my body i always felt very at home in my body and i felt like i was never alone i felt like my body was my best friend and if i was sad and alone i would caress myself and hold myself and feel like i was with my best friend so i think i've always have had a very beautiful relationship to my body in that way but because i had such a good kind of like base like uh, experimenting with how to be a healthy person was very available to me so I have since I was very young um, been really interested in developing skills with my body um, being very interested in like what can I do with my body like almost seeing it as like a companion like a what do you say, like a like a wand, like a magic wand or like a magic something because I was like, wow, I'm capable. I have this tool and I'm capable of all these things. Like, what can I do? And I told you guys that I was super into like witchcraft since a very young age as well. So I think that with that also comes some challenge challenges because I'm at a stage right now, I'm 25 and I see... I was just telling Cecil before this podcast started that right now I'm like a bit overwhelmed in my life. And the way that I see that playing out is that I become out of balance with how I view myself. And I know that I'm like, I'm treating myself very, very well, but I get disillusioned when I'm out of balance and I will uh, start to think that I'm not treating myself well. And that's Mm. like, it's just, it's so crazy how. There is this kind of, like, it's another story, but it's kind of the same, like, disassociation with viewing yourself. Like, you kind of, no matter what your storyline is, I kind of hear this same line that when we are out of balance with our body, in no matter what story, mm-hmm. it kind of reflects back at us by, like, we can't really, like, view ourself and our reality from, like, A real point of view. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my story. But I think it's interesting how, no matter what, like, the storylines, the way that we disassociate is kind of dissimilar way. I mean, this story just makes me shocked
1: that the norm is not what you've experienced. The norm is what I've experienced. Mm. You know, that makes me really sad and angry. Oh, it is very, very...
0: Yeah. Sad and full of My goodness. Anger. But, but that's I'm, why we're doing this as yeah. well. Because it, we are trying to make it into... Exactly.
1: And the thing is, like, the common misconception is that this kind of, like, disconnection to your body, it doesn't end when you're an adult. It doesn't end mm. when... Um, when it's physically going downhill with how you look, you know, like, societally standpoint kind of view. I remember thinking that everything will be fine once oh, I'm, like, yeah. 45 I and agree. wrinkly either way, you know? <laughs> and that's the most stupid <laughs> thought ever. Because, of course, the only way that this can change mm. is if you change from a deep side inside of you, a deep, like, area inside of you. And um, I definitely... Has seen that with myself and it makes me so happy and I I remember I said in an earlier episode that I wake up differently now and I choose love every day I love that still such a good thing I think that the relationship with ourselves should be treated in the same way as what we have with for example a partner the thing with a partner is that you are not automatically just in love Being in love and choosing a partner is not something that you do one time and then it's just Mm -hmm. fantastic and great until it's not. Being in love with a partner and showing devotion to a partner is something that happens every single morning when you wake up. Yes. You wake up every morning and you decide that you're going to love this person. And that should be the same with your body until it becomes to a point where you don't even have to decide anymore. Because the difference between a partner and with you is that you can get to a point in your life where you wake up and you love yourself and that doesn't mean that you will not have days where Mm. you don't love yourself of Mm -mm. course but the base of your existence and the base of your relationship to yourself should be built up on love and I like trust me even if you don't feel like it it's there we have to find it and we have to really come to the depth
0: of things Also, like, I just want to quickly add that just because of my very, very brief description of my life and my relationship with my body, I absolutely have still had and still to this day have days where I like wish I looked different or like I wish that something was changing. And, you know, it's you that's not it's not the goal to not have those days. It's how do you cope with those thoughts and feelings when they come up? Yeah. Yeah,
1: we're not sitting on, like, a holy rainbow of sparkles of no. love and acceptance of our bodies. Because
0: we are mass hypnosed on a daily basis, and yeah. it's not our fault. It's not your fault, it's not my fault that we go out, open a door, or we can even just, like, stay in bed and open our phone, and we'll be yeah. bombarded with, like, all these ideas of how we should look, especially as young women. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that's why it's very, very uh, important to actively have a daily if you wanna call it practice or like just like keeping yourself like aligned with what you want to experience because if not, if you're just following along, then you will give in to these thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: absolutely, and um, I definitely recommend you to after you've listened to this episode, go back to our episode about social media because in that one we're talking about how to create a safer space for you on social media as well, and that can be extremely helpful for you if you feel like you're like overwhelmed by all of these like airbrushed people. What you can hear in the background here is our tea. <laughs> we're sitting and enjoying some. We're, we're almost done with this tea. Yeah, it's
0: a little bit stressful. Mm. I'm very prone to stress today, guys. Oh, mm. shit. And now That's I fine. put tea on the carpet. That's fine. This carpet is not that pretty.
1: And I'm kind of hoping that it gets ruined at some point. So I have to <laughs> f- change it. <laughs> I only got this carpet because it's a huge-ass yellow smiley. And my boyfriend, Jake, he loves smileys. So I got it for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true love. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I sacrificed the clothing room for him.
0: <laughs> yes. He was so good. Oh this my is a good God. Time, I really am. Damn. Cheers and tea. Cheers and tea. See the
1: So I feel like we're in a very good space right now to talk about a little bit, like, give a little bit of a clearer understanding, like, why. We're constantly finding ourselves feeling like that towards ourselves and towards our body. And um, of course, one of the things that we've said many times is the whole shibam about social media, movies, representation in the media, yada, yada, yada. This is not a surprise, guys. But you've probably heard this a million times before. So let's brush over that one. And now it's gone. <laughs> Common knowledge. <laughs> and I think it's... For me, like one of the things that I realized is that people have we've come to a point where we are objectifying our own bodies, our bodies are becoming something that is of a mass unrelated to ourselves. Is come to like it might as well just be like a design furniture, and um, if you're feeling bad, then you feel like an IKEA chair, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's become objectify it. I don't know how a better way to describe
0: that. It's so true, it's ridiculous like I like we should definitely have a whole episode where we talk about like the whole metaverse situation (laughs) as well but I was just like looking at this new like meta app the other day and thinking okay so you have these avatar character things that looks like little perfect like girls 12 years old with like big eyes and big boobs kind of situation (laughs) and (laughs) surprise, probably, like, grown-ass men who designed it. <laughs> and then all these, like, young children are on this app and this is their characters, this is their mm-hmm. representations of themselves. Like, how does that work, like, in our brains when we, like, associate ourselves with this character? And this, like, that's the basically, like, the complete, like, upgraded version of, like, Instagram filters, right? This is, like, the perfect beings, like, quote-unquote, right? And... Even, like, I, you know, read this art these articles that these days, like... you Have you seen some of those, like, uh, very human-like avatars on Instagram as well? Yes, yes, and yes. And they're yes. getting hired, like, you know, to do campaigns Michaela, for... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. what are they all
1: called? Yeah, Lil Michaela her name is one yeah. of them.
0: And they're getting hired at companies mm. to do, you know, whatever. And they're basically, like, influencers as well, right? Yeah, they're fake. <laughs> but they don't AI exist. Yeah. And, like, how does that... Uh, information interact with our brains because we can't we can understand it but we I don't think we understand what it does to our Mm -hmm. understanding of reality and how how our bodies are supposed to look and what is okay and what is admirable and I just think it's fucking sick and I think it's scary exactly and And, no yeah
1: I I, um, heard this thing somewhere I have not watched the movie, but the Disney movie called Encanto, it's like relatively new. I think it came out a year ago or something like that. And in that one, there is a lot of female characters and they all have like a very different, you know, identity and vibe to them, of course. then we have this one of the sisters or cousins or whatever it is. I haven't watched the movie, so pardon me. And she is the... She's the beautiful one with the long shiny hair and she's gentle and she's never, you know, she doesn't have a personality. She's just beautiful and long purple dress and whatever. Then we have the other sister or cousin or whatever. I don't know. Um, And she is this, you know, standardly looking very manlish, very tall, wide, wide shoulders, huge overarms. She's strong. She's powerful. And she's the one who's like carrying the weight of the whole family like physically you know um and these are both female characters and i heard that when this movie first came out guess which character that was produced more merchandise for because you know the producers believed that this character would be the most popular of course the beautiful the beautiful sister But who was actually (laughs) in most demand from young girls? It was the strong-ass sister. It was. And they ran out of merchandise and all of this stuff because they have just assumed that what little girls want is to Mm. grow up and become
0: this beautiful, characterless person with no real storyline. That actually makes me so happy to hear. I I have no idea what this movie is, so I'm just imagining it in my head. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see pictures after this, but... This actually makes me really happy because I mm. thought the story was going in another direction. And I think that also, that's something, like, I'm really overwhelmed these days with all this, like, world things, this world situation. But I think, mm. I'm usually, my whole life, I've been pretty good at at seeing, like, where we are meant to go and our mm. possibilities. And this week, I've just not really been able to see that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I know why, but... Um, but to hear this kind of stories, it actually shows me that we are evolving as a species. And we are, like, there is people having children right now who knows how to yeah. have children. And how, who knows how to, to make an healthy, a healthier upbringing, yeah.
1: right? And that's the thing, like, kids naturally gravitate towards, you know, not... You know, they gravitate to what the body can do and, like, wh- what... The full-on energy, what the effect of your wholeness is, that's what they gravitate towards. That's what they love. Kids, like, that's how we naturally are
0: as human beings. But we get fucked up yeah, because <laughs> with this society. Yeah, because like, children are very, very, like, formable. Mm-hmm. And they gravitate most of all towards love. Mm. And who loves them, or who are supposed to love them? That's their parents. Yeah. And if their parents teach them what is admirable and what is lovable... Mm. that's what they wanna if it's like strong, beautiful, whatever, like that's what they're gonna go mm. for because they want love. So I also think it's gonna it says a lot about like the generation that's yeah. having children right now. I
1: love because that. Because the
0: children are a product of that. So mm. they're gonna be just the mirror of yeah. so um that's actually a very, very like <laughs> empowering yeah. story. Thank
1: you. That's good Sile. I hope you're feeling better. If you can hear Sile is a little bit
0: Under the weather? I'm just a bit overwhelmed. Mm. I'm a bit overwhelmed and just a little bit not a lot of... I'm just in a space where I take care of myself and I have my beautiful friend to support me. And I asked Cecil for support today and she... Said yes to help me to be supported to be a supported person today. Of course. And her and Jake, they are my little family here. So they're yes. supporting me, and I'm just very. I don't want to say lucky because I know that I deserve it. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like I feel lucky. <laughs> I feel lucky too. I feel lucky too. But I know that you are here because yes. I attracted you into my system. Look at this! Yeah. What a catch. Oh. But, I'd actually, I was very excited to have this, and yes, a catch. I didn't <laughs> yeah, I'm like, girl, just you're just letting that. me <laughs> hanging on my compliment to myself. <laughs> I Completely just ignored that. No, you're the best catch. <laughs> I wish I showed you Um, the... No, whatever. Um, no, but I was actually so excited to talk about the body today because I felt like when I, this morning, when I went to the gym, I was like laying for like... 40 minutes on this foam roller. I feel like I always tell about how I'm foam rolling a lot. (laughs) You are. (laughs) I love foam rolling. And I was like laying on the foam roller, like wiggling like on my muscles. And I was just like, oh, like I'm really, I need to get into my body today. Like I can feel I'm so much in my mind. I've been reading way too much like meta stuff and like, Mm. yeah, just feeling overwhelmed. And yeah, I was so excited to talk about the body because where you are, Words go is where your attention flows and where the energy goes. So, thing is, if you listen to podcasts like this, or if you talk about these kind of things, then automatically you're, you will align to that vibration. Mm-hmm. And I need to align my vibration today to my body. So, this yes. is perfect.
1: Oh, I love that. Yes. Okay. So, actually, <clears throat> I have always thought about Sile as someone who had an extremely like very both like educated but also just emotional and spiritual connection to her body um Sile, can you i i have have a question that I wanted to ask you, but I still don't know <laughs> what that thing that you're doing is called <laughs> known you for years, still don't know what it's uh. called. Sile was
0: <laughs> studying something I really enjoy. <laughs> Energy in the bunny. <laughs> Are you talking about like my actual like education?
1: Yeah, and then also your interests and okay. such. And I don't know where the lines that go, but my question is yeah. how has that, <laughs> <laughs> how has that, um, like very much deeper jump into the body and its actual capabilities and its energetically connection to your soul, how has that affected your relationship to your body? And how do you think that? knowledge and that understanding can affect other people
0: it's a very big question I'm sorry cool question. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like you probably know by now I don't really preach like a certain thing because I just think that for me the key to my life that I have found is that being in flow and just kind of like tuning in with myself and with my surroundings is what works best for me instead of like following a specific like religion and or ideology or like diet or whatever, so I think I've just like taken a lot of things throughout the years and combined it into like what mm. I think works for me. But it's I think it started. I mean, I've always been really interested in the body, but um, I did my first yoga class when I was fifteen years old, and I that's when I became vegan as well for the first time and that changed a lot because it 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 asked me to look at my what i put into my body and how i was having a, a conversation with my body and i did i was a vegan for many years like 6 or 7 years did yoga for many years as well and it's a story for another time but um, i i think i learned from those two experiences to be very much aware of how things that I put into my body and how I move my body and how I um, have a relationship with my body really really changes the energy that I am able to show up with and that it truly affects how I am as a person in the world and I can as with anything when you study anything or when you have anything that you've learned in your life you can see it on other people as well because it just becomes like second knowledge to you and I think it just kind of had a snowball effect because I also really I'm so super super interested in the mysteries of the body and the mind and how like it's just like a beautiful weird thing that we are in this like Body suit, and then we have the um mind and our soul, and we feel all these things, and then at the same time, we also dream, and mm-hmm. like we can heal ourselves. Like when you get a like when you break something, or when you get a scar, it just heals itself. And there's just all these things that I just think is so amazing. And yeah, I just I'm so just mesmerized by. The miracles that our body can provide if we let it, mm. um, and I think that because there is this, like, because I have this general interest and like I'm so fascinated with my body, I also trust it a lot because I, I'm like, wow, what can you? If you can do this, then can you do this? Mm. And you know, I'm just like always expecting it to. Just be miraculous, and I think that when I, because I trust my body, it also really, it feels a lot safe with me, and then it can perform much much better. And I think that that's you know you said in the beginning of the podcast, um, like how to get like to learn how to get to a place where we can love our bodies. But I think it's very important to figure out why. Like, why do I want to love my body? And why do I want to know about these things so I can then love my body? And it's all, you know, a circle, like the chicken and the egg thing again. Because you can't really affect one of those without them not affecting each other. Mm. And that's the beautiful thing. Because it means that you can kind of start anywhere. For me, be interested in yourself, like be interested in your body and see your body with wonder like a child would. And then things will automatically open up Mm. for you the things that attracts you because there's a whole world and there's so many different parts of the world where they have throughout like thousands of years seen, looked at the body in different ways and all of them are beautiful and you can get information and amazing information from all of them but you can't we don't have time or energy to sit down and know everything so you have to kind of like find the way that attracts you and that can change throughout time as well but yeah like if it's overwhelming and it can be because there's so much and you kind of want to like I'm speaking to myself I want to know everything yeah. and I, I have to kind of realize I can't mm. um so just start somewhere I think that's such a good answer. It's... Okay, I'm glad because I feel like I got kinda of lost like,
1: <gasps> yeah, as no, usual. <laughs> because there's so much so many layers to it. It was a very unfair question to ask because there's so many layers, but it's such a good answer and it's the perfect representation of how your relationship with your body can be. And I think that's why it is so beautiful that you are here, Sile, and that you are sharing your experience we are too obsessed with looking going to people who healed an eating disorder or going to people who did this and this and that instead of focusing and really learning from from people who do these things almost effortlessly because not saying that it didn't take work to where Celia is right now but Sila's point with why sh- your interests are where it is your points with all of this had a different intention so to say like they weren't here they weren't developed in order for you to love your body they were developed out of interest and to other to see what your body could do and appreciation and love for body came with that and i think that's where like the focus gets wrong a lot a lot mm. of people like when venture onto this journey where their goal and their not their goal but like their their like method to fix something yeah they have to fix something and their method is to over like put so much love on the body that it's not gonna work because you can't end up everything is a journey right and
0: you can't just jump to the last step and also you can't fake love exactly. and your body has the your body's so smart but it also has the same kind of um, like a what do you want to say like knowledge function as a three year old child mm-hmm. And you, you can't, like, fake love to a child. Like, they they can feel it just, like, as animals can feel it, right? And you can sit for fucking 24 years and look yourself in the mirror and say, I love you, I love you, I love you, but it's probably not going to change anything. Yeah. The the point that I really like that you're making, Cecil, is that we're not going to go from, like... Maybe some of us can do that, but a lot of us cannot go from i don't feel comfortable and safe in my body too i just love everything about my body mm-hmm. but how do we get to a point where we can start to love our body i think it is to show interest because yeah. you know okay you go to school and you hate going to school okay but then I'm sure we've all kind of had this thing like, oh, I just, oh, I don't want to read this book. And then, oh, and then you actually start reading it and you get, oh, this is actually a little bit interesting. I oh, but I'm resisting it because it's still I'm supposed to think this is so horrible. (laughs) And then before you know it, you're just the most like invested person in like this, like war hero from like the 1980s or something like this. Okay, 18, 18, 18. (laughs) like, whatever. History
1: was not still a strong suit, but the body is, so let her just... You know what she's talking about.
0: (laughs) You know what I mean. Yeah. But this analogy, like, you know, you you get what I mean, right? Absolutely. When you put... When you show interest in something, like, even with people, you could be like, oh, this person, like, this doesn't really interest me. Mm -hmm. And then if you actually give them a, like, a chance, like for example like I'm sure we've all tried like being contacted by like a weird stranger in a train or something and we just couldn't really get rid of them because yeah. we were just had to sit and they just kept talking and, we're like, Ugh. <laughs> and then sometimes that's really annoying and they just don't become cool at all but sometimes you're like wait a second you're actually just like a really awesome quite lonely old man who just has a lot yeah. to share and If you you let yourself
1: think that way, usually it's an ego thing that gets in the way. And a lot of us have an unbalanced ego. Ego is not a bad thing, as we've said many times. I can't wait for the day where we're going to talk about ego. But an unbalanced ego will always, you know, promote your own truth. And Mm. if your first, if your first perception of this man in the train is he's fucking annoying or the first impression of your body is that it is hmm. imperfect and it is... Um, just a piece of meat. Just a piece of uh, fat meat. Then, well, that's what your ego is going to try to continuously uh-huh. put onto you because it wants to keep you in the in the victim role, you mm. know? And that right there can piss off a lot of people. And I know. We have to... This is another way. The fact that it pisses us off is also an unbalanced ego. Mm. And we have to start to talk more about the things that pisses us off and makes us uncomfortable because this is because we see a path of
0: development here that we Mm -hmm. can take and it's an active choice and also if you are like you just have to remember that you are always writing your own story so if you just keep on writing the story where you are pissed off and annoyed or and you hate your body that's like that's the story you're writing like Mm -hmm. you have to actively choose to write another story yeah and in the beginning it might feel weird and st- or strange because surprisingly you've been writing the other story for 20 years or something mm. but you'll get used to it it's like everything else like if you pick up a new hobby you don't know how to throw the ball in the beginning yeah. like you have to practice and also your body is i have never in my life like had someone even my closest loved people that responded more loving than my body to my attention. If you put if you give your body attention, it will give you the world. Absolutely. And but there's something that is that your body has to know that it's safe with you because if you've been talking shit to it for 20 years or 25 years or 40 years, you, it takes a bit of time for it to kind of relax the nervous system and to actually trust that you are not gonna yeah fuck it up and talk shit to it because that's what it's been used to you doing exactly you have to tre- you have to treat it like a child and especially
1: like you know this is so funny that you're saying this because it shows my journey with my body so much when obviously when we go back to the time where i had a horrible relationship with my body i hated it i despised it i was being physically violent with it with the fact that like squeezing myself and such Mm. so hard that it hurt i've talked about this before as well in previous episode but once i first realized the interconnectedness of my mind, body and soul as a whole, as something with a purpose and with functions and beauties beyond what I can ever imagine that it can do. When I first started to open up for this and started to, you know, balance out my ego with, you know, my subconsciousness, because your subconsciousness somewhere knows. And when this started to happening, then I got overly sensitive with my body. I got because i was compensating for all of the years of hate right mm. i started overcompensating so much that if i would if i would like accidentally scratch myself or something or someone would bump into me and like a bruise would appear i would like be sick to my stomach of mm. how bad i felt for my body like i became overly protective and i think this is a natural like natural stages to go through when you start to go on this journey like honestly, just the fact that <laughs> if I was popping a pimple or something, when I realized shit, I'm literally popping a hole in my head right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry I did that oh, to you. <laughs> <God. laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Like I, I literally treated it like a little baby. Mm. And now I have a more realistic, you know, relationship with my body because I started to then, you know, understand and appreciate, oh, my God, like, my body is made for this. Powerful. Yeah, it's so powerful. If I have a huge-ass ugly bruise on my thigh right now, and I'm like, dang, that's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Wow, cool legs. You guys are so strong that if something hit you that hard and you didn't puncture, well, you punctured internally, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know it's there is different stages and i think it's beautiful to acknowledge the different Mm -hmm. stages
0: that you're in seriously it's um this i think we can make a whole other episode on that's something that i'm super invested in as well like the 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 way that the mind actually like physically biologically can change the well-being of our body um i feel like that's like The second episode to this, maybe, Mm. because there is an actual effect to how we view ourselves. Like, you will 100% have a more beautiful and healthy life if you change your mindset. Mm. Like, I, there's so much science and studies that backs this up by now. Like, they've been very busy the past, like, eight years, especially with like coming out with studies that shows how like the the mind and the placebo of the mind is uh much to a hundred percent more reliable than any medicine or pill that you could ever take and i'm not talking about uh curing uh sicknesses right now i'm talking about as an example i'm gonna give you this example (laughs) so i was listening to this woman who told about how she had worked with cancer patients and there had been a a breach a a breach in the system so they had somehow like messed up the scans from some of these people and then they had given false results Mm -hmm. to these people and they have told they told to people who didn't have cancer that they had cancer and then they told people who had cancer that they didn't. Yeah. And then after a few days, they recovered this breach. And they mm. was like, oh shit, Like, like we have to call these people in again and tell them. Yeah. Within four days, the people who came in with like, completely scanned, like no cancer at all, had developed cancer. Mm. Because they had been so shocked from the information that they had cancer... So they, they had had a physical effect on their own immune system and their own body. And this is an extreme as example, but if you can provoke cancer to start in your body, in your healthy body, mm. just by thinking and being convinced that you have cancer, then imagine what else you can do by going and, yeah. you know, talking shit to yourself or feeling not good enough mm. and on the On the other hand, imagine how amazing things you can create by thinking in a different way, how changing your mindset and how healthy, much healthier you could be. Mm. I mean, I'm not out here to say that you can cure everything by your mind, but I'm 100% sure that you can help yourself much more and have a higher... Higher risk of health is at risk. <laughs> no. Chances. Yeah. A higher chances of living a healthy life if you also have a mindset that mm-hmm. practices that.
1: We don't know. Like, science have such few answers compared to the possibilities. And, I mean, there's always possibility that there are more possibilities. You know, you can never say, oh science has discovered this many percentages of what is actually there. That is impossible to say. And so, why are we limiting ourselves? Mm -hmm. It's just ridiculous. As we said, like I, I hope that you guys really are following the lead that we go down to here because this is about our relationship to our body and how to better it, how to how to be more in love with your body and in love with yourself and the wholeness of that. And we're taking a very not traditional road to this, but I really am so passionate and like I'm really so connected to the idea that this is what this is what is the key. To go down into way deeper and the relationship mm. with your body, and I mean, people for a very long time and many different religions have, you know, understood the fact that your body has this purpose. Like in the Quran, it says that we have certainly created human beings in the perfect shape, and I I love that because it really does imply that, you know, a bigger power or a bigger creation has put your body, like your specific body right here, paired it up with your soul and, and does, did all of these things. And, you know, whatever you believe in, if it is like Allah, or if it is, god in the christian sense or if it is you know whatever it is if for me like i usually say the universe i know that sile also sometimes refers to as god or spirit or just the the greater power whatever you believe in whatever you choose to call it ask yourself does this greater power does it love me and i don't think anyone is in doubt that of course it does so it is inherently against the nature of the universe, of God, of these higher species or powers. It's inherently against the nature of that and the law of the universe that you don't love your body. And to me, that is the biggest, <laughs> like, wake-up call or the biggest slap in the face. But it... And, and, and yeah, it hurts. But that's, like... We have to realize that. We have to realize that we're a part of something that's even greater. And we have been put here to fulfill a certain part of a puzzle. That we will never know what is. But we can trust that we have been put here to fulfill it. And we are going to fulfill it. If we stay connected to ourselves. And true to our truths. And this is the most... Like, insane thing ever. Because that then shows that we are such a small part to the whole system. We are such a little, little, like, pond in the puzzle. That we are essentially insignificant. But when we're insignificant, that means that we are, by nature, the most significant ever. Because without us, it wouldn't be full. Mm. And in my head, it's my highest, like, purpose to serve to respect my body and to continuously better my relationship with it so that I can fulfill what I was put to fulfill, whatever that was. I have absolutely no idea. Mm -hmm. But I know that this is where I find the greatest purpose, the greatest happiness, the greatest contentness. And this is where I can grow. And that thought to me, you know, motivates me. A lot in life
0: mm, i think that's very mm, very beautiful because it's very important to have that why mm. because it's not a it's a kind of an empty goal just to want to oh, i just want to have a good relationship to my body mm. i just want to feel but good. why and if you don't feel because i think also coming saying what you're saying right now Cecil, that's your journey Mm. and maybe someone is listening and they are like but that's not like i i don't care Mm, then i want to ask a question to both you Cecil, and also to you guys listening because this is we're talking a lot about ourselves and our individual journeys right now and i was just thinking like if you if you see each of us as a cell like each human as a cell just as we have in our body we have cells and some of them are healthy some of them are not healthy if you see each of the humans as a cell and then you see all humans on the planet as one big organism called humanity how do you think that organism or this being is feeling right now it's not feeling good yeah i think that it's
1: yeah this like insane fixation of the there are a lot of issues, but when we talk about it in relation to the our body, relations relation to the body, right? I feel like this over-objectification of the body right now is lowering the frequency of the collective consciousness to such an insane level that it, as we said earlier on in this episode, has become almost a norm and a default, that we grow up in a society where our body is an aesthetic.
0: Because, like, if it's just very... I'm just trying to give a an option to people listening to see that if you don't do it for yourself to have a beautiful life maybe do it for for all of us because we are all linked and connected and it's a very like it can be very ex, ex, existential crisis uh, point of view that I'm putting right now but we are all cells in one big being called humanity and that being is probably under a lot of pressure and quite ill right now because Mm. we are we are going in the right direction and we are developing uh, developing and up leveling our consciousness but Mm. there is some sort of like there is a like a crisis on the planet right now with people trying to find meaning right so i when i imagine this being called humanity i'm imagining like almost like being in like teenage crisis like Mm -hmm. who doesn't know who who I am what's my identity I don't know like one second I love myself one second I like hate myself like this like complete crisis and if you can if your perception of reality and how you see your body can affect this being that you are part of maybe that's a point of view that can make you want to invest your energy and time in actually being a more healthy, loving person to yourself. I actually don't think that people
1: have an issue with that because I th- I truly believe that, you know, if everyone was given the choice to push a switch that said, will I love or hate my body?
0: Everyone would choose, I will love my body. Oh, but I'm just trying, try- trying to inspire people because for me, that's really like a like very inspiring, Inspiring, like mm. point of view for me. There's a point of view that I use for myself because I think that's really like, yeah, beautiful to see us all as like this something that we're pushing together. There's mm-hmm. a reason we might not know, as you said, why we are here. But if we see ourselves as a community that works together yeah. to arise a consciousness, then suddenly there's here you have your purpose.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, mm. that's right. That's right.
1: And I really love that. I I wrote down this anal- analogy of how I see this whole issue. <laughs> and it's not that difficult to understand, trust me. I'm not that much of a complex speaker as Sile is. <laughs> well, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely <laughs> not true. But... Um, Okay, so this is in relation to as beauty standards and how that affects us, right? And I wrote down that we're only able to experience the world through our own sets of eyes. So conforming to beauty standards is you trying to put on sunglasses, right? Because no matter what, we'll always look through our own mm-hmm. eyes. But beauty standards is an adding on to mm-hmm. that. But what sunglasses is, is that it's something that tints your vision. So you're seeing everything how you were supposed to see it, how your body and your soul and mind sees it, but you see it with a tint, with a black tint that makes everything more gray and darker and makes it more difficult to see the beauty. And my like moral with this is that at the end of the day, there are 7 billion people on this world. That means that there are 7 billion definitions of mm. beauty. Because we are all inherently the definition of beauty because we are us, you are you. And that is exactly what it is supposed to be like. So it is It is a losing game with these sunglasses because you will never see the colors probably. And I think, you know, as, as a lot of the other... Th- things that we have to make up with in the world and also in relation to our previous episode where we talked about that we should never stop being in this like teenage phase where we are questioning everything you should question everything going on with you question what is it about your body that you don't like and and i bet that most likely the thing that you don't like is something that those sunglasses have told you not to like and the first step is just to like throw out these fucking sunglasses and start to really question these beauty standards, we're all agreeing and we Mm. all are probably aware of the fact that it is completely unattainable and even people who do potentially fit these standards still feel bad about Mm. a lot of different things and still have issues. And it's hard to understand when you are further away from this standard, but there's not one single person here on this planet who is like living in happiness with these standards and it is uh you can never expect someone else to take the glasses off of you. It's your own choice. Mm.
0: And also you're gonna wake up after have thrown them out the window in the morning and then someone put them back on you again? Yeah. Like, exactly. It's like you have to keep throwing them out mm-hmm. because they're gonna sneak themselves in. Exactly. Again.
1: Yeah. I I um I really want to end this episode with some ideas and some little sparkles that we can give you in your life on how to celebrate your body because you know an interest you know if we have if we have to spike this interest in the in the broadness of what it can do in the endless possibilities of of how amazing your body is then it gets easier when we know what kind of energy and how to tap into that energy of celebrating your body. So I have wrote down like a couple of different um, like points on a list. And I thought that Celia could maybe add some as well. Um, the, the first point in my list is to dance. Woo-hoo. Like just put on some loud ass music. Mm. What I love is I like to dance naked. Oh, <laughs> I really so like amazing. so amazing. I don't know, and you don't have to think about whether it looks good or anything, because your movement is good.
0: Yes. Any There's, movement. Uh, just feel yourself. Close your eyes when you're dancing. You don't yeah. have to, like, it's more like a feeling thing.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: I love dancing. Um,
1: just not when people are looking. <laughs> 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 and then I have also written to walk barefoot in nature. That is just the most pure form of connecting to source, if you ask me, with directly to your physical body, just feeling that grass and or sand or water in your feet. I am in, in your feet. On your feet. <laughs> <laughs> on your feet. Um, yeah, living in a big city, like I feel
0: uh. so
1: disconnected a lot of times, and I have been that weird person who will, you know wear flip-flops and then just take them in my hand and then walk barefoot (laughs) instead and people will look weird at me
0: but i love it yes they can look as weird as they want
1: yeah the next one is apianga and i have mentioned this many times i definitely on my youtube i don't remember if i've mentioned it here but it is um self-massage i have i like i incorporate this into literally Every single day when I'm sitting and I'm putting cream on my body, I use that as like a time to connect physically and to touch myself and really feel my touch. And that is an incredible like spiritual and connecting practice to me that uh, means a lot that because I shower in the morning literally sets me up for positivity with my body. And Mm. I'm making sure to like give it some sweet kisses and and you know, tell it sweet things in my head. Um, (laughs) And um, then I have also written down sex because I think that is such a pure form of celebrating your body. You can have sex with yourself or sex with someone else. It really doesn't matter. But I think that's a great celebration of the body and
0: what it's capable of. Like, imagine. It can give you a fucking orgasm. And if you don't like to have sex with others would recommend to start having sex with yourself mm-hmm. first exactly yeah. oh my god do you have any addings to this list Sille? i mean i really like all of the things that you said um and it's one, some of some of the things that i used to get into my body as well i i want to suggest something this is all things that you can do with yourself i think that going like paying someone to give you a massage can also be really really nice this is something for me because I uh, I have a tendency to kind of like uh, overload myself with all the things that I do for myself and then I feel I have sometimes I sometimes I need other people to do things for me or well, like how can I say like I need to be treated by other people and mm. to pay professional people to treat me so I can just completely like enjoy and take in so I don't have to be both the caretaker and the body being taken care of and I think that you know in this whole like love yourself thing going on and like when we learn to love ourselves we also become very much aware of all the things we can do and we feel like oh I have to dance all the time and walk barefoot (laughs) and like massage my body and like look myself in the mirror and sometimes the best thing we can do is to Give that responsibility to someone else, so we can mm. just actually relax and be in our be in our body, right? Oh, I love
1: that. I mean, especially like getting a massage. Yeah. Because that to me is an extreme
0: actually, like lesson. Like oh, we talked about that before, yeah. Did we? Yeah, that you you suggested that we should have like a episode where we where we go to get a massage, both of us. By oh, men, and then... yeah, by men,
1: yeah. but that's a different thing. Like I, I, what. To me, it's like a lesson when I'm getting massaged. Is that way too quickly, I start to think about all sorts of things. And then I don't feel what's going on with my body. What do you think about? I don't know. Like whatever I have to cook for dinner or like what I'm doing for work tomorrow. And it's so annoying. So like getting a massage for me is as much as it's physically nice to mm-hmm. be touched. And I love getting a massage. Like I love being touched. That is such a like lesson for me because i have to continuously focus on where she's touching me Mm -mm. and i
0: love that that's a really good adding you know it's it's just so much about like where we come from (laughs) my problem when i get a massage you know what i'm thinking about i'm like i have to like consciously pull myself back into my body and just relax all the time in order to not observe like what she, the mas- masseuse is doing and like <laughs> she's taking doing it right. taking, it, taking notes and be like oh oh and she has a really good like sense of my lymph nodes <laughs> or like oh that that thing that she's doing that that's really nice I have to remember that so I can do it on someone else <laughs> like, I'm like taking professional notes and I have to stop myself and be like see that you just fucking shut up right now and just take it like maybe we should have... go get a massage too yeah be very nice mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because it says a lot about like can you actually take like care can Mm -hmm. you like because that's something that i'm really good at caring for other people yeah and i'm good at like practically caring for myself but But i'm not very good at letting other people care for you no i'm not very good at letting other people care for me even when i pay them (laughs) (laughs) that's a problem (laughs) oh my god i love that yeah oh shit
1: I, that wasn't my purpose to swear right there, but like <laughs> I just I'm just so um happy with this episode. I because it's so different from anything I've ever heard in relation to mm. learning to love yourself and your body. I am like insecure if people understand what we're <laughs> like. How we're like the direction we're if you taking. you listened
0: all the way until now, then it's because yeah. you were ready for this kind of information. Yeah, yeah. And so. if you feel annoyed or there's something you don't understand, then send us a DM and mm-hmm. fight us. <laughs> fight us, man. <laughs> no. Just like let us know what didn't yeah. make sense and we like,
1: Yeah, and we'll have a elaborate. conversation. And um, i love for you to scroll down if you are listening to this on um, Spotify. Because you can scroll down and then you can answer. I have asked a little question down for you. So please go ahead and answer that so we can see what each other thinks. I love this function on on Spotify. And uh, other than that obviously we are always welcoming you to send us a voice message on anchor it is anchor.fm slash after sunset podcast in there you can send us a voice message we just love to hear your voices in general and you can also just ask a question that we then will use as a base of another episode other than that we have instagram (laughs) where you can find us at it's after sunset and um Obviously, that is just the most beautiful visual representation of what after sunset is because our feed is literally on point. It's lit. It's lit. It took the lit train <laughs> it took the to the pop Rocks world. isn't yes, it did. <laughs> 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 Thank you, guys, Thank for you listening. listening to this wholesome episode. Yes. Go love yourself, girl. <laughs> Go
0: love yourself. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, guys. See you next week. Good night. Thank you.